Welcome to St. Mark's N4, a church in the heart of Finsbury Park. For more information, visit our website. We can also be found on social media too. We look forward to seeing you at one of our services really soon. to the the last in our series on thinking about the creed and what the creed has to say to us. And this week we're thinking about one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I think it was last week that um, Pools Park School asked if they could come in and uh, to bring, I, I forget what year group it was, but they brought in a year group. Uh, because they've been looking on their curriculum at what is a church. And uh, they wanted to come into a place of worship and think about what a church is. And I asked them a question. So I asked them what they thought the church was. And of course, you can immediately imagine what their response was. Well, Well, this is the church. But is that what it means when we say that we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church is St. Mark's and this structure of stone, some of which is still falling apart, some of which have been recently repaired, but is this building the one holy Catholic and apostolic church? And it gave me a great opportunity to say to those kids, no, the church is not the building, the church is us, it's you and me. Of course, it's easy to talk, isn't it, in our language that we use and when we talk about St. Mark's Church, to think about this lovely building that we have. Our friends from Armenia who were here a couple of weeks ago were so jealous of this space and the, the beautiful building that we have. But the New Testament word for church, really, is this word ecclesia. And that's really referring to an assembly of people, a group of people. It really means the called out ones. And when we talk about one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we're talking about the church that's called out. That God has called us to be his people. To follow him. To be committed to him. It's us. We are the church. Of course, it's not just us. It's all those who have faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And John Stott said, the church lies at the very center of the eternal purpose of God. It's part of God's plan to bring good news to all people. So I believe it's important that we understand the significance of what the church is and what it means to be one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I don't know if you've ever taken time to think about what that means, to be called a holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. And to ask the question, are we at St. Mark's holy, Catholic, and apostolic? I guess the first question is then, what is a holy church? 
I wonder if I asked you to do a question now, I should have done a Slido perhaps, and asking you what makes a church holy, what the answer would be. Does anybody want to um, take a stab at what a holy church, what it means to be holy? Andrew, you were just mouthing something. Set apart. Set apart, okay. Set apart. Anybody else? Focused on God, thank you. On one to ten, how holy do you think St. Mark's is? <laughs> ten. Thank you, Leo. You see, we are a holy church. So often we think of holiness about how good we are inside and what we do and all of that stuff. But the New Testament says that we are holy because he is holy. And the view really in Protestant uh, understanding of what it means to be a holy church, the church is absolutely holy because of what Jesus has done for us. And because when God sees us, he sees Jesus we are holy. It was Peter who said that we are a holy priest, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that we might declare his praises. See, you are holy. You may not feel like it, but we are holy. It's because of all that Jesus has done for us through his life, his death, his resurrection, and sending us and filling us with his Holy Spirit. The church, because of all that Jesus has done, is counted holy before God. In that reading, it talks about us being a holy temple, that he has removed the barrier that we are made citizens in his holy kingdom. We are holy people. Of course, there is a sense too in which we need to become more holy. In a holiness for us, the way that we live our lives and having that aspiration of living a godly and a wholesome life. So it's true to say that we are holy, that we're being made holy and we're destined for holiness. Sort of all three are happening simultaneously. We both are and are becoming and will be. And there needs to be something in us that longs for that holiness within the inner person. But also then that holiness needs to be demonstrated and communicated to those who look from the outside in towards us. So that they perceive and see the holiness by the way that we live our lives. So that we are holy, but we live holy lives and demonstrate that through the way that we live. And then, of course, just as Andrew said as well, that there's that sense of holiness because we are called out. We are separate. We are called to be God's people and to live as his people, that holy nation, that royal priesthood, that people that belongs to God 
in order that we might declare the praises of him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are holy, we are being made holy, and we will be fully holy. We're a holy church. But we're also a Catholic church. I remember when we were teaching on this in Ipswich that somebody said, I'll never say that part of the creed because we're not Catholic. And I don't believe in the Catholics. I mean, what she was really saying was that she didn't give credence to uh, the Roman Catholic way of worship and um, what they taught. But that's not what it means here. Actually, what I want to say is that we need to show love, respect, honour uh, for our brothers and sisters in the Roman Catholic Church. You know, I had a meeting the other day with a relatively new Roman Catholic priest uh, who's at St. Melitus just up the road. He is a delightful person whose heart is for Jesus. And we would do well to support and honour what they do as he seeks uh, to spread the kingdom of God in the way that God has called him to minister. And we need to honour our brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church and not speak badly of them. And that unity comes because we are one holy Catholic with a small c. The word Catholic means universal. We belong to the universal church of all those who have faith and trust in Jesus Christ and are united in him through the work of the Holy Spirit. Surely that word is a description of the unity that exists between us because of what the Holy Spirit has done in us and brought us to faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That is the Catholic Church. So a commentator says this, so when the Apostles' Creed speaks of the Catholicity of the Church, it does not have in mind an organization of Christians and congregations. Rather, it is talking about the unity of the Holy Spirit that exists between all legitimate Christian churches and people despite their differences. We are part of the global united church of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a Catholic church. It's that declaration of unity of our faith and trust in Jesus who is the way the truth and the life. The only way, the only truth, and the only life. One holy Catholic, but we're called to be an apostolic church. One holy Catholic and apostolic church. Again, I think because of the use of words, so often we can trip over ourselves and again, somebody has said to me, well, I don't believe in the apostolic church, meaning a church that's called the apostolic church. And the definition of that is an apostolic church is one that operates on the leadership of an apostle. It mem its members believe that a person was selected by God to expand God's kingdom through a particular geographic area or people. And there are denominations that are called apostolic churches, 
with a significant leader at the head of that. This is not what it means to be an apostolic church. When the creed talks about us being an apostolic church, I would sort of align myself to more with what Karl Barth said. And it's this. Excuse me, this is Karl Barth writing, so some of his words, I might not get my tongue around quite as easily as I should. He says this. To be apostolic means to be in the discipleship, in the school, under the normative authority, instruction and direction of the apostles, in agreement with them, because listening to them and accepting their message. Accordingly, apostolicity must be primarily concerned with faithful adherence to the doctrine of the apostles, which was communicated them by supernatural revelation and inscripturated through them by supernatural inspiration. I hope you got that. <laughs> I think that what Karl Barth is saying is that the apostolic church is based on the teaching of the apostles that we find in Scripture that is based on Jesus' command to the disciples when he said, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And what did Jesus command his disciples to do? If you go to the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, towards the end of it, it says that Jesus went throughout the region preaching the good news, healing the sick, and proclaiming the kingdom of God. The word is near in our translation, but it really means the kingdom of God is within your grasp. And then at the end of a passage of teaching and practical demonstration of what the kingdom of God is like. At the end of that passage, I think it's in uh, Matthew chapter 9, beginning of 10, end of 9 I think it is, you find the same words, that Jesus went through all the regions preaching the good news, healing the sick, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and saying the good news of the kingdom is within your grasp. And that was the ministry and mission of Jesus that he, I believe, commanded his disciples to do. And on the day that, just before he ascended, at the end of Matthew's gospel, he gives that command, go and make disciples of all nations. Note the word is go. Because <laughs> so often I think we turn the invitation to come. And we're called to be those who go out. We're called to be those who are sent out. That's part of the word, the meaning of apostolic. Sent ones. St. Paul says in the reading that we had, that we are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and are members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. This, the adherence to this, 
is what it means to be an apostolic church and to obey what Jesus said to us, which was to go and make disciples of all people. That's, I believe, an apostolic church. And I want to challenge us about how we as a church are apostolic or not. Go and make disciples. A while back I was listening to J. John and uh, he's just such an inspirational teacher and uh, he was so inspiring in, in what he was saying. And one of the things he was saying is, you know, if your church is not growing and you've not got good life groups and uh, you haven't got good um, social outreach and you uh, are not praying together, um, he said, you know what the cure is? Start doing mission. Because if you start doing mission, you'll have new disciples that will need life groups. You'll need to get praying because you're out on mission. See, I think so much of our focus can be on what we want to do on a Sunday morning, if I'm honest. Lois and I, a few weeks ago, went to Tower Bridge. Has, have any of you done the tour of Tower Bridge? Have you been in the engine room section? And if you go in the engine room section, there's some little TV screens and uh, you can go up to them and... Uh, what you have to do is that you have to feed the boiler and then you have to, um, on the TV screen, you also have to lubricate the workings and then you have to make sure that there's enough water in the boiler system uh, to be steamed up so that the ship that's coming on your TV screen, uh, the bridge will open in time and that you sort of have to keep putting more coal in and make sure it's lubricating so it doesn't seize up, make sure there's enough water in the boiler. So you're trying to feed all those bits in with your thumbs on this game, uh, so make sure that when the ship approaches, the bridge goes up and the ship can go through without crashing. Do you know what, that's what it can feel like a bit as a vicar? But so often we're just shoveling in coal to keep the establishment of this happening on a Sunday morning for about two hours. And it steals us away from mission. And that's not just true of St. Mark's. I think it's true of the national church and so many churches. So much of our energy and effort goes into spending a couple of hours here on a Sunday morning. But actually, what should be happening in this time is that this is a time when you see, receive and feed, when you get stacked up with coal, <laughs> where you get filled up with God's holy water, his spirit, so that you can go out there and make the bridge connection for those who don't know Jesus. It's no good thinking that I'm the evangelist that will win this area of London for Jesus. Because he calls you to do that. He calls you to be apostolic. He calls you to be the sent one that goes out and speaks to the people that you live next door to, who you work with, who you have conversations with at the school gate. Oh, he can't mean me. Uh, Trev's not going to look at me, is he? Yes, I'm looking at you. 
If you are a Christian, God calls you to be apostolic and to share the good news of Jesus Christ with those that you meet and work with, with those who live next door to you, with those that God puts in your path that you can have conversations with. Because the church ain't going to grow if you rely on me. But when we rely on God to fill us and feed us with his Holy Spirit, and we are willing to say, here am I, send me. <laughs> Do you know what Jesus said to his disciples just after his resurrection? In the upper room. <laughs> he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending Leo. Is that what he said? <laughs> As the Father has sent me, let's see who I can choose. <laughs> I think he said it to his disciples, every one of them, and he says it to us, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. One holy, Catholic, and apostolic people is who we are. St. Paul, writing a bit later on in Ephesians, says this. He says that his intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the ruler's authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. It was his intent that through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known not just to people but to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. See, it's as we fulfill that role of being holy apostolic and Catholic united that we declare to the powers and principalities of this world that you are defeated, that Jesus has won the victory and we have authority over you in Jesus' name. The church is God's plan for mission and evangelism and that means us you and me. And over these next few weeks, we're going to think about a little bit about mission. And then in September, we're going to do it. We're going to start running Alpha. I hope that there'll be others of you here that think 
this is how I can be missional. And this is what I want to do to be missional. It doesn't have to be Alpha. It could be something else that you think and plan and put your heart into to share the good news of Jesus. Let's agree together, shall we? That here at St. Mark's, we want to be holy. We want to be Catholic, united. And we want to be apostolic for him and for his kingdom. May we stand, if you're able, and let's pray.